Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Hi, welcome to episode two. Today, I'm incredibly excited to talk to you about testimonials because testimonials can be super powerful in persuading potential clients to sign up and work with you. I like to think of them as a bit of a secret weapon. You see, visuals are the hook to get people interested. The layout of your website directs people where to go and copy sells. And the most powerful part of copy is testimonials and case studies. We all want someone who can help us with whatever it is that we need. And the best way of demonstrating that you help people is showing them that you have already helped people just like them. That what you do works. It's worked for others and will work for them. And while writing about how you help someone is good and something you should be doing, someone else saying how you've helped them is even better. It supercharges your website. And I don't know about you, but when I'm looking to work with someone or buy something, I always check out their reviews or testimonials. Reviews, testimonials, it's basically the same thing. Yes, we all know there's plenty of fake reviews online, but they still influence whether or not we buy. Now, pages of testimonials saying Beyond the Kitchen were great aren't the most effective. I mean, they're pretty good for the ego, but you want more than an ego boost. You want leads, bookings and sales, right? So what you want is the kind of testimonials that show your ideal client that you helped someone like them get the kind of result they want to get. This is crucially important. People are buying results. They're not buying the features of what you offer. When I buy a bar of chocolate, which I do far too often, I'm a Cadbury's fan, but I'm not buying a mix of sugar, cocoa, butter, vegetable fats and emulsifiers. I mean... When you put it like that, it doesn't sound very appealing at all. What I am buying is the taste and the feeling it gives me. So as well as nudging people to book or buy from you or whatever action you're asking them to take, the right kind of testimonial can be incredibly powerful in positioning or repositioning your business to work with the kind of people you want to work with and doing the kind of work you want to to do going forward. And we've worked with many clients repositioning their business, often going higher up the value chain, working with people who are willing to pay a little bit more, or perhaps offering services which are higher value services. Anyway, enough waffling, as my teens continually remind me. I guess you're interested in what is the right kind of testimonial. Let me explain. First of all, it shows the kind of work you want to do more of. We've been working with a plumber. He's highly in demand. We had to wait five weeks for him to replace our boiler. Yes, you heard right. Five weeks in the middle of winter. It was January, February time. He's also very skilled. He gets lots of calls from people asking him to repair dripping taps, toilets that don't flush, blocked pipes, etc. While he's very capable of doing that kind of work, and he will do so for regular clients, we make sure to keep him sweet. What he really wants to do and be known for is boiler work. Replacing, servicing and repairing boilers. His testimonials include the likes of 
succeeded in quickly fixing our taps and shower where two previous plumbers had failed. And guess what? If you're looking for someone to fix your taps or shower, especially if you've tried someone else and realised the job is not as straightforward as it looks, this testimony is going to make you think he is the guy for the job. But if you want someone to fit a new boiler, well, you're going to think he's great with taps and showers, but this kind of a testimonial is not going to convince you he's the right person for your boiler job. I've told him (laughs) that if he wants more boiler jobs, he needs more boiler testimonials. And yes, I've written one for him, because not only is he good at what he does, he's also lovely to deal with and doesn't try to bamboozle me with plumber speak, hence being willing to wait five weeks. Say you're a VA and you love helping clients with their social media, but you're less keen on chasing up invoices or managing a diary, then use testimonials from people you have helped with their social media and none or less of the ones where you've helped with other issues. It will attract people who want a VA to manage their social media to working with you. And of course, if it's chasing invoices that floats your boat, then use testimonials that talk about how great you are at that. We had it ourselves. When we first started out, we used to work on websites other people built. That's not the kind of work we do anymore, so we don't use those testimonials even though some of the people who wrote them gave us amazing testimonials. But if we used them, then we'd attract more of that kind of work, and that's not what I want to do. I know it sounds obvious when you put it like that, but so many businesses just use the best testimonials that they have. It doesn't matter if the testimonial is glowing. If it's not the kind of work you want to do, then don't show it, or at least don't show it in the most important places. And if you do lots of things and want to continue with this variety, show them, all of them, in the testimonials that you put on your website. So use testimonials that show the kind of work you want to do and want to be known for, and you'll attract more clients who are looking for that. Secondly, show testimonials that represent the kind of people you want to work with. When people are looking to buy... They want to see that you've helped people like them. And if they're looking for a reason not to buy, they'll use the excuse that you don't help people like them. So let's say you're a fitness coach who wants to specialise in helping midlife women. Then you should show testimonials from midlife women. Yes, you may work with others, but if I'm a midlife woman, which I am, looking for a fitness coach, I won't be convinced you're the person to help me if your website is full of testimonials from men or from women who are a lot younger or older than me. I want to see that you've helped someone just like me or even better, several women like me and that they rave about you. It's not just demographics. If you want to work more with particular industries and less with others, then use testimonials from businesses in the industries you want to work with. And of course, none or less of the ones you don't want to work with. It won't necessarily stop other people coming to you, although it should reduce them. But more importantly is it should increase the number of inquiries from the kind of people you really want to work with. Because they're finding you a much more attractive proposition. And after seeing those testimonials from people just like them, they're going to be far more likely to buy or book. 
Thirdly, show what you want to be known for. Which, of course, begs the question, what do you want to be known for? The kind of testimonials you share paint a picture of the kind of person or business you are. So we work a lot with clients who are not at all tech savvy, or they may be afraid of tech. They don't like tech jargon because they don't understand it. And they want to work with someone who is on their level, who can explain things in a way they understand and, frankly, won't make them feel stupid. There are many, many website designers who talk jargon. I'm not sure whether it's because they can't explain things without the jargon, they assume everyone knows what they're talking about, or whether they think it makes themselves sound clever. (laughs) We don't. Many of our testimonials talk about how helpful we are, how we hold our clients' hand through the process, and how we don't talk in tech jargon. That is how we are, but we've also chosen to highlight those kind of testimonials in key places as we want to work with clients who are looking for someone like that. We're not looking to work with people in the IT field, and I love working with non-techie people and showing them what they can do. If you want to attract clients who care about the cost of what you do, then use testimonials which talk about how cheap you are. If you want to move away from clients that are looking for the lowest cost, then use testimonials which talk about the service you offer rather than the cost of it and perhaps how it was worth what they paid. Or even better, more. If you want to move away from short-term work and towards long-term relationships, then show testimonials from clients who talk about having this kind of relationship relationship with you, rather than the needed some last-minute help to get something fixed kind of client. We helped an accountancy client who wanted to move away from last-minute help with tax returns and towards long-term relationships with clients. So on the new website, we removed the testimonials which enthused about how great they were working quickly to turn around tax returns these clients had left until the last minute. And we replaced them with testimonials from the kind of clients they wanted to work with going forward, which referred to the great relationships they had and how they considered them being part of the team. Now, that's very easy to say, but it wasn't an easy job as they didn't actually have those testimonials when we were working on their new website. They had to ask those new clients for testimonials. It would have been easy to say, oh, it doesn't matter, let's just use what you've got. But it does matter. It matters massively to the kind of future clients you attract. So it's absolutely worth the effort of asking. And while it's unlikely to stop calls from people needing help with their last-minute tax returns, who, you know, to be honest, are pretty desperate for help, It shows people who want an accountant that will be there for them all year that they are the right people for them. Now, testimonials don't always have to be completely positive. Of course, it goes without saying that the testimonials you use should be positive about the experience overall that the client has had. But having some negativity is not necessarily a bad thing. For example, you might have a testimonial that talks about you not being the cheapest, or even that you were expensive but you are worth the price. Or that they had to wait a long time to work with you, but it was worthwhile. A bit like our five-week wait for the plumber to replace our boiler. Sometimes that can even emphasise how good you are. Similarly, showing how you deal with issues can be a good thing. We're all human, and sometimes things do go wrong. 
and showing that you deal with issues can overcome concerns that people may have. For example, if you're a graphic designer or website designer, someone might be concerned that they may not like what you deliver, that you won't get them. A testimonial that talks about them not liking the design you initially presented, but how you got on a call and talked them through it, they then made changes, and how they love the end result. It's likely to be much more powerful than one just states how they love the end design. Testimonials can be used to address reasons people may not buy. Many people who are considering working with you will have some concerns. It's human nature. And testimonials can be a great place to overcome these. Potential clients of ours have a number of worries. Some potential clients may worry that we won't get their vision. And as I've just mentioned, a testimonial from a client that talks about how they were concerned wouldn't get their vision but you did and delivered an end result they love, can convert those people with the same concern. Potential clients may be concerned they'll end up paying more than quoted. And a testimonial that talks about how a client was concerned the price would be higher than quoted, but was surprised to find that the end price was exactly what was quoted up front, can help overcome those objections. Similarly, potential clients may worry that you will persuade or force them to do something they don't want to do. And addressing this in the testimonials can help show it's just not true. We've worked with a number of baby and child sleep consultants. Many of their potential clients are concerned they'll be told to let their baby or young child cry in order to get them to sleep. A testimonial that talks about this concern and how their child didn't cry, and nor were they advised to let their baby cry, is more powerful than you saying it. So think about some of the concerns that people may have when working with you. And indeed, ask former or current clients. So how do you get these kind of testimonials? You might be saying it's all well and good, but I don't have these kind of testimonials. I'm going to do a whole episode talking about how to get those kind of testimonials and sharing what I do. So make sure you're subscribed or follow this podcast to get notified when that comes out. But... I'm not going to leave you completely hanging. If you're new and don't have any testimonials, then you're going to have to use other tools to get your first few clients. I talk in episode three, which is available now because it dropped at the same time as this episode, what I wished I had done to get my first few clients. And remember, when you do get your first few clients, make sure you're asking for testimonials. If you've been in business a while, Make sure that you have asking for testimonials or reviews, however you like to phrase it, as part of your business process. I know it can seem like an imposition. We're all busy and you're asking for something for nothing. But most people are happy to do it, especially if they've been pleased with the service that you provide and if you let them know how important it is. They want you to succeed. And to get the kind of review that is not just a, your business is great, You can guide them by letting them know the kind of way you want the review or by asking questions that lead to these kind of responses. As I said, I am going to go into this in far more detail, showing what I do in a future episode. So do watch out for that one if you're interested. Okay, so to finish, the right kind of testimonials or reviews are incredibly powerful in persuading potential clients to take that next step and contact you book a call or buy. And in fact, 
I would go so far as to say that adding these kind of testimonials is one of the most effective things you could do on your website to convert clients. As I've said, I am going to be coming back to testimonials in future episodes because I want to talk to you about how to get these kind of testimonials and I'll share what I do and how to use them too. And I will give you a hint, a testimonials page is not the answer. So to recap, the best testimonials are those where the kind of clients you want to work with can see themselves. So use testimonials that are from the kind of clients you want to work with in future, of the kind of work you want to do more of, and or illustrative of the kind of person you are. It can also be helpful to include testimonials that show you don't always get everything right, but you do deliver in the end, and testimonials that show some of the concerns people may have about working with you. Because the right kind of testimonials are powerful weapons when it comes to attracting more like these kind of clients. So your action from this episode is to take a look at the testimonials that you do have. See which ones are really worth highlighting and which ones maybe go in some of the less important places on your website. Have a look at them and maybe jumble them around on your website. And if you don't have those kind of testimonials, then do try and go and get them. So that's it for this episode. In the next episode, I'm sharing the mistakes I made in my business when I was just starting out. If you're interested in what they might be, then listen in. It is available now. See you next time. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business or scaling it. And see you next week.